You're listening to 06 Answers, where every week we interview a different member from the West Point class of 2006. When you ask 06 questions, you'll get 06 Answers. Welcome back to the 06 Answers podcast. I am your host, Matt Wang. Joining me on today's episode is the one and only Sam Dean. Originally from Canton, Texas, Sam is the founder of CrossFit Van Zandt. Van Zandt Coffee, and the Dean Property Group. Sam was in G3 as a plebe and F1 as an upperclassman. Now, normally he's based out of Canton, Texas, but as we're recording, you are currently out traveling the country with your family. Sam, I want to thank you for joining the show. How are you doing today? Thanks for having me, Matt. Doing well. Doing well. Now, we know we were catching up and we were talking about the podcast that you host called Life Uncensored, the Sam Dean Podcast. Now, as a fellow podcast host, I have to ask, how did you get started with Life Uncensored? Yeah, well, I'm about 20, 25 episodes in, maybe. I just got started because I wanted to interview these older folks uh, in my community before, you know, before they pass away. But I know it's kind of bad to say. The podcast is just stuff that I'm interested in, really. And like we have some Vietnam vets and... I get on there and ask them about, you know, their experiences and stuff. And some very incredible stories have come out of it. I wish I could do it more. Like my son wants to do another one. So we might, now that I have all my stuff set up, do another episode today, talk about our trip that we're on. But I just kind of YouTube, how do you start a podcast and just started it. And, you know, I've really enjoyed it. I just, just like a lot of things in my life, I don't have a lot of time to accolade to it because I, you know, I'm, I'm all over the place all the time. And I'd love to do it more. It's just just a, definitely a hobby of mine. It's made zero money. It's just cost money at, up to this point. But anyway, I really like the long form, you know, like we're doing right now, because it's a conversation that you would have anyway, like over a beer or something, when it's just one-on-one. And a lot of times we don't get one-on-one time with people. We're always in between, you know, going to, from point A to point B, or we're in a group where you can't have a good, intimate conversation with someone. And I really like that for the podcast. So that's what Life Uncensored is. If anybody out there wants to be on it, just call me and we'll get on it. But uh, we'll do one. But anyway, so yeah, it's just a hobby and it's fun. And that's it. It's on Apple and Spotify. We will make sure to tag details for your podcast and our marketing for this episode. And I got to say, I've listened to a couple from yours and you have some wonderful content that our listeners should check out. I know you had a recent show focused on buying a house in Texas, but it actually began with a conversation on chicken fried steak. Around the three-minute mark of that episode, you mentioned that you're on a quest to find the best chicken fried steak in the area. Now, have you found the top chicken fried steak? There's not really a top chicken fried steak. I mean, the one in, that I talk about in the episode is I have a building downtown Can, and next door there's a restaurant called Kicking Mule, and when it opened, everybody talked shit about the restaurant. Everybody was, this food's terrible or whatever. And, you know, a year later or two, I, I went back there and I've, I've gone back over time, but I finally went back the other day and it was, the food was phenomenal. And I just wanted, I felt like I needed to say something about it because yeah. <laughs> it got kind of a bad rap. So growing up in Texas, I don't know if you know what a Luby's cafeteria is. It's a cafeteria, like a bunch of that old people go and eat. They eat dinner like at four o'clock or five o'clock. You get a tray, you go through this line, but it's all home cooking. I think it was started in Tyler, Texas. Now there's only a few of them left, but 
that was always my favorite chicken fried steak growing up. And, you know, most people you ask, Luby's, that's disgusting. That's what my grandma likes to eat, you know. And, but my dad always liked going to that place. So, you know, if you imagine a golden corral, but a little better, okay, that's what a Luby's <laughs> cafeteria in it, and it's a Texas thing. But so that was my, originally my favorite chicken fried steak. My grandmother always made chicken fried steak like on her uh, cast iron skillet, like in the house. She had a gas stove and she could make the best chicken fried steak. Anyway, if I go to a restaurant and they have it on the menu, odds are I'm going to try it just to, just to yeah. judge it. You know, it's just, it's one of those things. It's not chicken. It's, it's actually skirt steak or flank steak. Breading. Yeah. They soak it in egg yolk and then they put salt and pepper and flour on it and then they deep fry it. And that's what makes a chicken fried steak. And they use in Texas anyway, cream gravy. So white gravy on top of it, not healthy at all, but good. I feel like that's part of the experience though. And, uh, this leads me to think I got to start asking, you know, another question, like what's, you know, our classmates favorite dish or something outside of the mess hall that, you know, they want all of our other uh, listeners to enjoy just as much. Yeah. I mean, chicken fried steak, I'd say would be mine. I'm, I'm a big fan of Buffalo wings too. I love hot wings and I like them with just Louis. Like if you take some, if you buy some hot wings at the store and you, you just get Louisiana hot sauce and soak them in that and then grill them or, or deep fry them. Those, that's my favorite way to make chicken wings. Something about Louisiana hot sauce is, is good. Not the buffalo sauce, the hot sauce. Where did you first discover that? I mean, it must have been like from a colleague or just random? There's a bar in Dallas called Lakewood Landing. It's a dive bar kind of by White Rock Lake. And it's my favorite place to drink beer in Texas. It opens at 3 o'clock. The kitchen opens at four, though, and they've got the best chicken wings in there. You know what makes a place good is the lighting. Like if you go into a restaurant or a bar and the lights are comfortable and they're kind of dim. So a lot of the tables at Lakewood Landing, they're, they're old booths and they have these little – every booth has its own little light. So you can have a private conversation with somebody in there without anybody else listening to you. And it's kind of like a podcast. Like you can get in there and have a great conversation without – you know, somebody behind you listening in or, you know, it's just private enough. And that's what makes it a great bar. And uh, some places, some people do it right. Some people do it wrong. But yeah, that's where I got the love for the chicken wing. And, um, you know, I make I make those at the house too sometimes. Man, this is, you're, you're really setting the ambiance for this visualization in my head. I'm just thinking of you like sitting there by yourself with this like dark, you know, still well lit <laughs> section that's like, the backdrop for like a Quentin Tarantino movie or something and zooming in and there's just these wings yeah. oozing in that Louisiana sauce. Full disclosure, <laughs> I've been there by myself. Yes, I have. But <laughs> may, normally I'm with friends or Ashley, my wife. We will go like typically on a nice like date night, we'll go to Dallas and go to a concert. And then afterwards we'll, we'll end up at the Lakewood Landing because all the other places kind of suck. Compared yeah. To that. <laughs> Well, Sam, thanks for sharing that. Maybe we'll just jump right into the questions. So we've got question one, which is, you know, what's a core memory or story verse from the West Point days that stands out? Specifically, I don't know, man, there's a ton of them. And I've got kind of, uh, you know, I want to be have a funny one, right? There's a lot of funny stuff that happened. But <laughs> none of the serious beast summer. You know, <laughs> when I got there from Canton, you know, I felt like Forrest Gump compared to everybody else. And, you know, like I said earlier, Tam Tran, by the way, Tam, you didn't mention me in your podcast, but I was your, your first roommate, me and Pat Dowdell. But anyway, the academics were so hard for me. And 
I don't know how the hell I passed West Point, but at one point I had at first semester, I had four F's and two D's. And I was like, they're going to, you know, they're going to kick me out. And I was really down and depressed. And there's some steps right by Grant Hall across the street. There's some stone steps going down. I can't remember where it goes. I think it goes down to the, the ferry or something down there. But I remember being on those steps and, and I called my dad and my mom and basically told them like, Hey, I'm done. Like they're going to kick me out. So I'm going to quit and come home, you know, and I'm, I guess I'm wanting them to talk me out of it, you know, but I was so defeated, man. I was like, shit, everybody's pulling for me from my hometown, you know, and they're going to kick me out anyway, cause I'm too dumb to pass this stuff. But you know, my dad said, he, he said, uh, that's okay. Come on, come on home. And that's all he said. And so I went back to the TAC officer, can't remember his name. And I said, you know, sir, you know, I think I want to quit. You know, I need the packet to start the this thing. separation or whatever the hell it's called. He goes, okay. And he sent, he got this packet and this packet was, it was thicker than a Bible and he threw it on his table and I got it. And I was like, okay. And, uh, you know, sir, you know, how nervous you were when you went into it. He was a captain, you know, <laughs> you know, doing parade, where the, I'm standing at attention, whatever I was doing, you know, then I was marching, you know, with my hands cuffed back to my damn room. And I got back to my room and I remember looking at my history homework or whatever the homework was for the night. And it was so much less than this pack. <laughs> That's how beat down I was. I was too tired to fill out that separation packet. So I ended up doing the homework. And then I started, you know, I'd always been doing it, but I started to go into that AI, man. And I started warting all of my professors like god here he is again you know i would i would <laughs> i would go in there for additional instruction every day every day and i became friends with people like josh olick in our class i don't know if you know josh yeah. probably the reason i graduated from west point is josh olick yeah. so i you know i'd go to his room and this guy's a genius he would explain the homework to me in a way like a fourth so i could understand on the fourth grade level and but you know josh had a guitar and i could play guitar man so i you know i showed josh how to play guitar you know and he would tutor me but he helped me on he helped me on things that when i was his partner in class and stuff he would help me on that stuff obviously and i'd buy the shades or whatever and do the guitar <laughs> but he would help me on my other classes man wow so core memories and it's not just Josh. I mean, my friends, Pat O'Connor, you know, mentally got me through West Point. Pat O'Connor, okay, one time, sophomore year, grades still suck, okay, but, but I'm passing. And I had this team leader that was busting my balls constantly, man. Like, <laughs> and, you know, we had a TA, we had like a TA 50 inspection, you know, this old canteens and shit. Like, you know, like you're, you know, TA-50, remember, like, everything had to yeah, be tied You got to lay out down. the whole thing, yeah. You got to lay it out. You got to blacken bayonets, those, yeah. Bayonets, rusty, yeah, the eyelets, you know. And I'm trying to pass my, you know, class. And I'm struggling, man. You know, I'm trying to, like, do my, I'm trying to study. This guy's in here barking at me, trying to get my TA-50. You know, he's a corporal. You know, I know that, that is plebe year. Sorry. That, that's still plebe year. Anyway. Okay. So, Pat, I didn't even know. He's like, what's this dude's name? And I, t and I tell him. And all of a sudden, the dude calls me and says, hey, uh, you know, private dean or whatever, 
don't worry about that TA-50 inspection. I was like, okay, well, thank you, Corporal. You know, turns out <laughs> Pat calls him and says, why are you making, this is, this is Colonel O'Connor. <laughs> why, why are you making private Dean? He's, he's, he needs to be studying for his test. <laughs> I don't know if that story is true. That story is true, man. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I want Pat to go to Leavenworth now. We're, going, we're getting Pat on the line. We're going to get Pat, Pat on the next episode. Pat's out of the army now. Pat's out of the army. to verify for this. Any, for any of you classmates of ours trying to get Pat in trouble over that. But he called him <laughs> and was like, you know, get, you know, get that guy some space. This is Colonel so-and-so. <laughs> and I'll never forget that, man. I mean, that's just what friends do, you know. And uh, <laughs> I didn't have, you know, of course, my canteen was a little, had a little must to it. You know, he wanted me to put some bleach in there. You know, like, come on, man. Every canteen I had my whole army career had a little must in there. You know, I'm not yeah, putting any bleach it's built in. in. <laughs> I'd rather drink the the bacteria than the bleach. All right, but anyway, so well, that's, that's a good memory. A couple core memories. <laughs> yeah, I did catch up with Josh recently, so I'll make sure to just mention you know that he was responsible for getting Sam Dean out of West Point and also Colonel O'Connor. So hopefully, we hear from uh, Colonel Retired O'Connor as Colonel, a featured guest. Maybe I think he's a general now. Uh, he's probably a one star. Yeah, I mean he was going places, making calls star. for for plebes. Uh. <laughs> well, Sam, I'll pivot to what question two, yeah. and uh, this is something that's you know more reflective. So, what's something you're most proud of since graduation? When I got out of the army, you know, I was infantry. I didn't know what the hell to do, man. And, you know, I was trying to like, shit, should I do one of these headhunters? You know, <laughs> like what's this Lucas group? I got these guys, you know, calling me and our own classmates be calling me trying to get, you know, come to this hiring conference, you know, and I tried to get into, I was like, I need to get my MBA, you know? And, uh, <laughs> I applied to Texas, uh, Texas A&M and SMU. And I, they gave me interviews, I think because I was a veteran, I, I did interviews and every interview went really well. Uh, but they all said, hey, I, I need you to take the GMAT again. Your score's too low. And I remember that GMAT was just brutal, man. And I just, I, I couldn't get the motivation to do it again. So I, I decided not to do it. So ended up not going to graduate school and uh, turned out to be a good thing, I think, but who knows. So I moved, I moved back home and, and, and. I started a gym, which turned into CrossFit Van Zant. But you know, I bought a bunch of stuff off Craigslist and and started training people. Of course, I, you know, I didn't have a single customer for the first couple of weeks. I was just sitting in there, you know, just waiting. Anyway, the, you know, the whole time too, you know, I'm seeing other classmates of ours like you know go to graduate school, seemingly get awesome careers in the corporate America, and you know. It might, you know, you're looking at other people that are making seemingly millions of dollars, you know, and I'm just, you know, what the fuck, you know, what am I doing? Am I, am I doing the right thing? And I just kept working, you know, and I became a firefighter for four and a half years to, you know, so we could have a, our son and, you know, buy a house and stuff like that. And then after four and a half years of that, my businesses, my CrossFit business was, making enough money for I, I could quit that and you know just do that somewhere along there i started the coffee company when i was at five in the morning i was drinking black coffee at the gym and i was trying to you know what who makes the best coffee and how do you roast this stuff and i 
we took a road trip in our airstream up to Sandpoint, Idaho and got training on how to be a roaster. And I started that from nothing. And that's kind of grown into something pretty big. It's bigger than CrossFit. And um, what I'm most proud of really, I mean, of course I could say my wife and my son, but, and and it's definitely top, but what I'm most proud of is like sticking to my guns and doing my own thing after graduation and not, not getting scared and, and, and trying to do what other people are doing because, you know, for the first 10 years, once again, I was like, should I be doing those, whatever, what seemingly a lot of successful people are doing from our class, you know, I've got this degree. I was a captain in the army. Yeah. I I remember cleaning the toilets in the fire department at the fire station, you know, being like, shit, man, you know, like I'm cleaning these toilets. Like I I should, I should be doing something else, but you know, I've just bit my lip and kept going. And, uh, some kid crapped in the urinal at a CrossFit gym and uh, I had to clean that up the other day too. So I still find myself cleaning the toilets, which is fine <laughs> with me. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm most proud of doing my own thing because it's allowed me and my family now to do, you know, like right now we're on this year long trip. I'll talk about this in a minute, I guess, but everything has worked out for me with the help of many other people, my wife, Ashley, and my son. But I'm most proud of kind of going on my own and and building these businesses and taking these risks. Yeah, so that's it. It is remarkable that you said, you know, in, in terms of starting the coffee business, you didn't you didn't know anything about coffee. You had to take a class. I mean, obviously you enjoyed it. And then, you know, CrossFit, like where did you in, in either of those two ventures, even in the third one that you have now, like with the uh, real estate, like where did you feel like, hey, I, I'm, I'm going to be successful? Like where was that moment? where you didn't go down the steps right across Grand Hall, you know what I mean? Those individual circumstances, but you felt like, okay, this could be a thing. Or like, if I just see it out for a little bit longer, like it'll be successful. There was never time, man. You know, I've never, I feel like I've never arrived, you know, as far as like a time. But one of the things I kind of came up with on my own and don't, nobody steal this, but you know, you know, you've been to a Home Depot before. You see the guys in there with the ro- with the aprons on and like sitting there at the in the screwdriver section, like showing you where the flatheads are and the Phillips head screwdrivers and stuff. Like my fantasy sometimes is to be that guy in that Home Depot. So I always think like if if my businesses fail or if I have to declare bankruptcy, like I'm gonna apply to Home Depot because there's one in Terrell, Texas, and I'm gonna work with that with that apron on. I'm gonna work right there. And then take a lunch break, you know, take a sandwich break for 10 minutes in the back, you know, come back out. So I don't care. Like I'll do that. And that's, that's, I think that's helped me take, able to take risk. And to answer your question, there's not a, a singular moment. I just keep, keep my head down and keep work. My grandpa used to say, he's like, keep your head down, keep sawing wood, you know, means like, just shut up, keep your head down and keep working. Don't worry about everything else going on. Like eventually it'll start to happen. You know, so many people give up on these businesses after a while, uh, but it really, it really takes some time to to start start going. Yeah, and and I think you have a good perspective because you've come to a, a place of, of being at peace. Or if it doesn't work out, you'll at least be at, at Home Depot, and you'll be you'll be fine with that. Probably be at even more peace at Home Depot. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. And there's there's some people out there with these big businesses, you know, and I don't know anything about that. I don't know anything about corporate business or, you know, getting a bunch of seed money, millions of dollars investors, and then creating a business 
and then hiring a bunch of people and then going public and then having to lay off people. And then you still got your nest egg and you go on to the next thing. Like, I don't know anything about that. I know about like waking up at four in the morning, going to one gym and teaching class while my wife goes to the other one with my son. He sleeps on the couch while she teaches the early classes. Then he gets ready for school. She takes him to school. We come back. Then I work for the coffee business afterwards. And then I do like a real estate listing in the evening. And then I come back and I feed my cows at the end of the day. And then I drink a, I drink a Modelo on the back porch and play my guitar or something. Like that's, that's how it goes for us for the longest time. And since then, we've, we've thank God we've, we've shifted a little bit because we kind of worked ourselves to death for about 12 years. But we're really starting to enjoy it now. That's good to hear, Sam. And I, I feel like that would be a good segue into question three, because you just talked about Modelo, and I never, I never thought you'd be a Modelo guy. But uh, what's, what do you wish more people knew about you? <laughs> or an interesting fact that maybe people don't know. Did I have a drinking problem? <laughs> no. <laughs> My friend gave me like a Bud Light koozie the other day as a joke. I've never really liked Bud Light, but I really like Modelo. I drink a lot, a lot of Modelos. I like, I kind of like the Mexican beers. But Modelo being my favorite now, and there's a Mexican restaurant in Athens, Texas called Marisco's that we go to a lot, and uh, they got ice cold Modelos in a frosty mug. Like nice, nothing's better than a frosty mug. Frosty that, mug, yeah. That ice coming off of it, and a Modelo on draft, and they put a lime in the top. That's really good. I'm a real big fan of Guinness as well. I have a, a kegerator of Guinness in my house, in little bar area. If you don't know that that uses nitrogen instead of CO2, it's actually 25% CO2, 75% nitrogen, and you don't get all gassy when you drink a Guinness, but I don't care. Wish more people knew about me. I think this, I wanted to say this is I wish more people from my class would like reach out to me and, and like, just call me or, you know, call a classmate or whatever, but I have more respect for our class or any West Pointers because, you know, after getting out of the army, I bec- you know, I was a fireman for a little bit. I told you in there for four and a half years and being in that structure again, like we had a couple of battalion chiefs in my department cheat on a test, a promotional exam, and they had, they got to retire early or whatever. And a bunch of people like defended them, you know, and I was like, man, that wouldn't fly in the army or at right. West Point, you know, and it really pissed me off. And I couldn't get over it. And like in the, in the fire department, I worked with some of the best people and I, and I love those guys. However, you know, it's kind of like the captain at the fire department gets treated the best, right? The, the new guy, whereas like in the infantry, in my platoon, the new guys, you know, like we did every, like the officers ate last and stuff like that. Right. So with all that being said, I respect the military leadership and, you know, my officers above me when I was in the infantry and then West Point classmates like you, like I have so much respect for you. I love to talk to my classmates. So I would want nothing more than somebody just to call me every once in a while and say, Hey, Sam, I, you know, I didn't know you, but you know, I'm your classmate and let's get together or let's, you know, let's just talk, let's just shoot the shit about something, you know? So that's what I wish more people would reach out to me and talk to me. Nice. Well, we'll first start off with Tam, and then we'll get uh, yeah. we'll drop your phone number yeah. in the comments. Tam, <laughs> will... Tam, Tam hasn't talked to me in twenty years. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna call him up as for some coaching, and then 
<laughs> just lay into him. <laughs> no. The other night, I got to hang out with Lane Christopher. Him and I were drinking some beers in Reno, and then we called Christian Abney on the phone and talked to him. You just talked about uh, in Reno, and maybe this is a good transition to question four. So what's something currently in the works or in the future that you're most excited about? And kind of you know explain to us, too, how you ended up in Reno. Okay, well, so I can't even remember when it was, but I guess the first of the ish, this year we sold, I had two CrossFit gyms. We sold one of them and it kind of freed up some time for Ashley and I. And uh, during COVID, the government shut down both of my businesses, shut down both of my gyms, right? And I got online, I got my real estate license and I started selling. I've always been a real estate investor. I started buying houses in 2012. It's been a great thing for me and I like it. And we own all the buildings that our businesses are in. But after selling that gym, I had a, a manager there and I moved her to the Canton location. And for spring break, we took our motorhome to Sedona, Arizona for spring break. And we went to Grand Canyon and I went in there and they said, oh, you're a veteran. We're given free lifetime national park passes to veterans. I said, well, give me one. That's awesome. And they also said, you know, fourth graders get free admission to national parks too this year. I was like, really? My son just so happened to be in fourth grade this year. I started, the wheels started turning and having multiple small businesses, it was a kind of a grind. I mean, to say the least, worked a ton and my son was taken with us to work a lot, you know, and it's just second nature to him right now, but he's nine years old and, you know, I've really only got nine more years with him before he, you know, gets out of the house and he's also had, you know, hadn't hit puberty yet, you know, so he's not really into girls. So it's, he kind of likes hanging out with me and his mom. So I said, how can we make it to where we can take fourth grade and homeschool him and travel the country and see all as many national parks as we can go see as much of the United States as we possibly can. And we've been on the road for two months now. It's been phenomenal. Like I'm in Bozeman, Montana right now. We're going to go to Big Sky and ride mountain bikes this evening. We're going to Yellowstone in a few days. From Texas, we went to Colorado to Uray and did a bunch of hiking like we like we do kind of every summer. I hit all the Utah National Parks. We hiked Angel's Landing in Zion National Park, which is the top hike in the country, I think. It, it was so awesome. My parents were kind of upset. We took George on it. He's nine. I mean, it is very risky you know, it's like you, there's a there's a chain to hold on to and the, you okay. have to get a permit that, you know, you, you're on the cliff. But man, the payoff, it was the most beautiful site I've ever seen. And I highly recommend Zion National Park. Of course, we did Moab, Capitol Reef, Bryce Canyon, Arches, Canyonlands. So, yeah, we went to Las Vegas and, and um, I showed George the strip and casinos and, and whatnot. And uh, he really couldn't get over how people would stop you on the street and try to sell you stuff. Thought that was really scary. <laughs> we saw the Blue Man Group. Anyway, stayed in Las Vegas three or four days. Then we went to uh, Sequoia National Park, Yosemite. After Yosemite, I went to Reno because two of their classmates, Sam Brown and Lane Christopher, they both lived there. So I got to hang out with both of those guys. Seeing those guys were, was a great time. Sam's running for uh, Senate in Nevada right now. And uh, we went to Lake Tahoe. After that, Ashley, George, and I we went on to, we went to Napa Valley, went to San Francisco, Bodega Bay, up through Oregon, 
stopped at Todd Severson is another classmate of ours. He was actually a December grad because he got in trouble. We went to his place in McKinville, Oregon, and saw some of his businesses. And then after that, after Oregon, we drove to, let's see, Multnomah Falls. We went to Cannon Beach. We went up through Washington to Lake Coeur d'Alene. And then from there, we went to just recently went to Glacier National Park for four days. And then now we're back in, we're back in Bozeman, Montana, and we're going to be here for a little bit and then going to Yellowstone. Nice. So, I was going to ask you, Sam, like, how did you come up with itinerary? Is it on the go or do you guys have like yeah, a, a general idea no, of like the, the area? There's no itinerary. It's just, you know, how long do we want to stay here? What's the kind of the sweet spot? Obviously, I'm trying to outrun the snow. I'm in a 44-foot like tour bus, Class A motorhome, and I don't want to be on a mountain pass with snow. So we're just kind of stay starting to stay in front of the snow. And the end date is October 21st. We're we're going to LSU uh, to see Army play LSU in Baton Rouge, and then from there we're coming back home for the holidays. So that's when the first leg of the of our tour ends. After Christmas, we're leaving the house, leaving Canton and going on the East Coast. So we're going to go down to off the coast, go all the way to Florida. We're going to go down to Florida and then go up the East Coast and go to Washington, D.C., West Point and, you know, all the stuff in the eastern United States. Nice, man. And, and I was going to ask, how can people follow you? If they're interested in just seeing, you know, the journey that you guys are doing. I'm terrible at these videos on YouTube, but Van Zant Coffee has a YouTube channel. You just search Van Zant Coffee and subscribe. It's kind of funny. I started the trip with, I had 146 subscribers and I posted like five videos and I was like, man, this is going to go well, you know, and I checked it the other day and I think I had 146 followers. I may have even lost one. Um, so (laughs) (laughs) subscribe, maybe I can get, eventually get a thousand and start getting paid by YouTube. But man, I realized YouTube is hard work. Those videos, yeah. to put a good video with editing, that takes a lot of work, man. And anyway, yeah, so all of our videos are up there. I think the last one I put was, um, anyway, today I'm going to download the Oregon one. So anyway, on Van Zant Coffee's YouTube channel. Yeah, we got to get uh, the Young Strong marketing department to come out and help us with uh, yeah. getting YouTube clips up or something. <laughs> yeah, if, if anybody does that for a living, let me know. Yeah, I'm sure we've got a couple of classmates. I need to get them on the podcast too to just showcase what they're doing. Well, Sam, I'll pivot to question five, and this is our grip hands question. And this was posed by our previous guest, Brett Cheraskin. And he asked, if you could go back in time and make one change to essentially your West Point career trajectory, whether it's your post, your branch, or you know what kind of jobs you sought after when you got out, if you got out, what would you change and why? I really wouldn't change anything. My favorite recollections are from Ranger School, you know, and, and going through with my buddies like PK, who unfortunately was killed in action. You know, I met some of my best friends going through that stuff and still laugh about it, man. Still laugh about the, how hungry we were and all the sores on the sides of our mouths and, and uh, from sucking the MRE wrappers. And uh, I still have all the letters I, I wrote Ashley from Ranger School fantasizing about food and all the places we were going to go when I got out. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed my time. I had, a, you know, Afghanistan was tough. It was a tough deployment. Korangal Valley in the Kunar province for a year. But that was my only deployment. You know, I would change that nobody died in the, you know, that's one of the biggest deals. 
but I don't really wish doing anything differently. I enjoyed it all. We joke about, you know, how we never went to Italy or Germany or Korea. You know, we went to Fort Hood, Texas and Fort Benning and then back to Fort Benning. (laughs) The only duty stations I ever went to, Fort Sill. Got to go to Fort Sill for a little bit, which is great. Very nice. But yeah, I I wouldn't really change anything. I really enjoyed the whole the whole deal. Well said. Well, I won't stay on that topic too long then. Maybe I'll just jump to our final question, which is the question you want to ask the next classmate. Yeah. Uh, as far as asking the next classmate, I guess when was the last time you you visited a, a classmate? And I, I apologize that that one's been asked before, but on this trip we've been on, I've visited uh, three so far, you know, Sam Brown, Lane Christopher, and Todd Severson. And hopefully I can visit a few more. If anybody... If anybody's in Colorado or Wyoming or Montana, Oklahoma, New Mexico, or Texas, or even Louisiana, we'll probably visit you or maybe on some of the other states. So if you have room for a giant motorhome in your driveway, <laughs> let me know. I feel like there was a big contingent in Colorado that recently posted on Facebook about like a meetup. So someone there has got to have a huge curb or some place to house you. <laughs> yeah, like I'd love to host a like a mini reunion at my ranch in Texas. We've got s- space, you know, <laughs> but you know, I think maybe two people would show up. You know, nobody wants to fly into Dallas and drive an hour. But you know, I think it'd be great to have any. I guess people with RVs, you could drive your RV there and probably be a little better. But anyway, yeah, I'd I'd love to get together outside of a reunion with some of our classmates. I mean, and I, and I have, I just, so that's my question. When's the last time you dropped in on someone or, or visited face-to-face with a classmate? Nice. Well, we will make sure to ask that question to our next classmate. I know you just answered it yourself. So I just want to thank you again, Sam, for jumping on, sharing your story, sharing your memories, as well as, you know, your, your journey uh, through all your companies and the current journey you're on now, uh, traveling, traveling across the country with your family. And also, you know, if any classmates, once they eventually reach out to you, you know, making a pit stop to see them. Any yeah. last call to action, Sam? No, I mean, I've already gotten given a call to action with, you know, reach out, help each other out. Like once again, you guys, there's, there's no other group I respect more in the world than our class. So I appreciate all you and you guys are doing great things out there, but you know, I should really cherish being a being able to be a part of you guys. So thank you. Thank you, Sam. And to our classmates and those listening in, until next time, never falter, never quit. Thanks for listening to O6 Answers. Views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on O6 Answers are the speaker's own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of the United States Army, Department of Defense, or any other agency, organization, company they have or currently work for. Nor does its use imply endorsement of our opposition to any specific organization, product, or service. Any material presented here is for general information purposes only. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram at O6 Answers.